Hello, Orchard Archivers, and first off, thanks so much for joining us here at the Caramel Apples Podcast, where the topic is rarely about apples. I'm Kennedy Rizzo. And I'm Cooper Lee. And we have a nice treat for you today, and where we'll be discussing the wonderful kids show, The Electric Company. Do you remember it? Are you ready to revisit and flashback with us? Okay, let's go. Company was an educational children's television series created by Paul Dooley and produced by the Children's Television Workshop on PBS. PBS broadcast 780 episodes over the span of six seasons from October 25, 1971 through April 15, 1977. Mm. Following the last original filmed episode in April, the Electric Company continued airing on PBS's reruns until early October 1985. <laughs> so basically, The Electric Company was a variety show that taught basic phonetic and grammar concepts using live-action sketches, cartoons, songs, and Spider-Man segments. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> cool beans. You know, I totally miss this show. Yeah. When you mentioned the children's television workshop, it's it's just insane what's buried deep in the memory files. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was one buried real deep. <laughs> now, Sesame Street taught us letters and numbers, how to count, how to spot similarities and differences, and that frogs conducted the best interviews. <laughs> <laughs> The electric company taught us how to sound out words and phrases, basics of grammar, and ultimately how to read. Yes, yes. Very important stuff right there. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm so glad we've chosen this cool show to talk about this week. Me too. Yeah, because we haven't seen the show in years. (laughs) (laughs) Really since we were small kids. So, you know, although I do remember quite a bit about the show. I do, for the most part, have vague memories of it. Okay, on that note, so what are some of the memories you can recall from the show? Oh, I should have known you were going to ask me that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Oh, 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 right. Um, (laughs) Let me see. Um, 
Oh my goodness, you asked me too fast. <laughs> Ready, go. <laughs> Give me a couple seconds here. Oh, I guess I should have been a bit more prepared. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, while you're doing that, I'm going to give one of the most obvious and memorable recollections. And that's Rita Rumi. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Coop. <laughs> Rita Moreno. That's better. (laughs) Shouting as loud as she could from the top of her lungs. Hey, you guys. (laughs) Right at the beginning of the show, you knew and anticipated that the fun was about to begin. Oh, my goodness. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I should have remembered that one at least. (laughs) Did that jog some memories for you? Yes, it did. pretty much the whole show's signature (laughs) (laughs) but like you said you know to start out so strong you just knew and since we were all in for a treat (laughs) oh it's gonna be one of those days where the brain function isn't churning properly (laughs) i really do need to engage (laughs) let's see here now, I do remember Morgan Freeman as Easy Reader. Yeah. I also remember the parts where two silhouetted people would be facing each other, um, sounding out syllables. Oh, yeah. You know, I still remember that. Yeah. You know, you really stumbled onto something when it shows up in a Family Guy episode decades later. Oh, Badib, you know it. <laughs> they must have been fans of the show as well. Naturally. <laughs> that was always so cool to watch and play along yeah i also remember letterman and spidey Mm -hmm. spider-man but you want to know something what my fondest recollection was that feel that sense of fun this show really represented Uh uh-huh yeah the (laughs) act the actors were amazing and the skits were riveting yeah the electric company was a great entertaining show but It was educational as well. Mm -hmm. I always look forward to it coming on every single day. Yeah. Like we mentioned just a few minutes ago, we couldn't wait for Rita Marino to (laughs) yell, hey, you guys. Oh, my. (laughs) Went a little Grover on that. You did. (laughs) He's in the wrong show. (laughs) Right. And we would yell right along with her. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You know, it actually was probably one of the few times we could actually get away with yelling in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that was when we were gearing up for the fun coming up. (laughs) Now, Morgan Freeman was just about everyone's favorite because not only could he organically entertain us kids, um, but at the same time, he taught us about vital words and phrases in such a way that helped us retain them. Mm-hmm. You know, and also other lessons as well of interest. So, like, you know, Spanish. Mm-hmm, yeah. Do you remember they teach simple Spanish phrases and words? You know, I do. And that was noteworthy. Yes. Uh, since we're surrounded by such wonderful diversity, <laughs> it's good to try to learn 
some other languages and you know the ideal time to do that is while kids are still very young oh i agree cooper yeah while they're little mm-hmm. so do you remember the song about silent e um actually it's not ringing a bell who can turn a can into a cane who can turn a man into a mane and so on <laughs> You're crazy, Kennard. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, I'm still trying to redeem myself for not being completely ready with examples when we first started out. <laughs> I, I still can't believe how incredibly unprepared I was. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. No worries. So I still really liked and appreciated the cartoon characters, Letterman, and learning to read from your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, those were a couple of favorites there that you mentioned, Cooper. Yeah, so the Spider-Man segment, known as the Spidey Super Stories, were short pieces that debuted during seasons four. Well, season four, I believe, is just the only season. And featured uh, Spider-Man, played by Danny Sigrin, from 1974 to 77. Um, and he was all about fe- uh, foiling the petty criminals. okay. And Spidey was never seen out of his costume as his alter ego, (laughs) Peter Parker. (laughs) And he spoke in speech balloons (laughs) 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 for the audience to read. Okay. Uh, Eventually, a spinoff comic book, Spidey Super Stories, was produced by Marvel Comics from 74 to 81. Spidey was always an ultra cool but mysterious Marvel character. Uh-huh. I think we were always intrigued by the silent but strong characters frequently portrayed throughout media and pop culture. Mm-hmm. Super cool findings. What else you got? Well, let's talk a little bit more about Letterman. I think I had heard, get this, that Gene Wilder voiced the cartoon animated character of Letterman. Gene Wilder, as in Willy Wonka's Gene Wilder? Yep. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> wow, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So for those of you out there that might have a vague recollection of him or even no memory of him at all, and we're talking about Letterman, not Gene Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> Letterman was this little hero, a uh, superhero who taught grammar with vowels and prepositions and how they were used in a sentence. So he'd wear the letters on the front of his varsity sweater. Letterman repeatedly foiled the spellbinder, who was an evil magician who made mischief by changing words into new words. Oh, the mayhem. Yeah, he's such a rebel, right? (laughs) (laughs) So in the origin of Letterman's segment, uh, it was titled, In the Beginning, the spellbinder was given this motive. He hates words, and he hates people who use them. (laughs) Oh, the humanity. Oh, my goodness. Public rebel number one right there. (laughs) (laughs) Letterman was faster than a rolling O. Stronger than the silent E. E. Able to leap a capital T in a single bound. (laughs) (laughs) So here yet is another fun fact on that. Okay. Did you know that the little intro was voiced by the late Joan Rivers? Get out of here again. (laughs) Really? Surprise, surprise. 
Yeah, it is. And actually, no, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, it's also neat just how many big name familiar celebrities and uh, household names truly did some good for us kids um, by being connected to shows like this. Sure. You know, you think about Bill Cosby. You know, mm. he's one of the most recognizable fixtures in many educational shows. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby actually was a regular in season one of The Electric Company. Yeah. And, and Bill Cosby had a number of cool things going on for education back then. He had, let's see, uh, picture pages, I, Fat Albert. Okay. Among other works. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. Yes, those are some good throwback honorable mentions there. Mm-hmm. You know, but really, The Electric Company was really one of the best shows from our childhood. Mm-hmm. As good as it was, I'm surprised and it's a shame it didn't last very long. Yeah. Great show of the 70s. <clears throat> you know, but we actually weren't tuned into the original run of it. Oh, no, no, no. I remember seeing this show in the early 80s when it was syndicated on PBS. Yeah. We were catching the reruns of it. <laughs> it's really a crying shame that its original run had ended. Yeah. But as mentioned before briefly at the outset on April 15th, uh, 1977... The reason the show ceased airing was unfortunately due to production costs. It's always about the money, isn't it? Always the money. (laughs) (laughs) But the quality and entertaining element of the show, despite its behind-the-scenes struggles, um, still demonstrates that it holds value today as a key teaching tool. Mm -hmm. You know, I think The Electric Company was one of the best educational shows PBS ever produced. Well, the clothing and the hair may have been retro, (laughs) (laughs) very retro. Just a little bit. (laughs) But the songs were timeless. Done by Tom Lehrer, the late Joe Raposo, and many others. Composed and collaborated talents that brought about the catchy and very recognizable theme songs over the years. Oh. Not only the electric company, but also for Sesame Street. Okay. Here's another fun fact. Tom Lehrer was responsible for another well-known composition. Come and knock on our door. The theme song from the 70s sitcom Three's Company. Wow, we are finding out some really interesting facts today. <laughs> that is so cool, Cooper. Mm-hmm. You know, when you can sit and can almost effortlessly dial up these songs and shows in your head, You just know that true passion and drive and hard work to present a fine-tuned ending product. This is what much of the programming back then exuded and consisted of. You know, you had quality creativity with a sharp focus on it doing something for the audience. You know, that was drawing us in, um, especially on young, impressionable minds yearning for educational direction. Sure. You know, these types of shows and their most lovable, nostalgic jingles surely achieved what they set out to do. Yeah. And as mentioned, Three's Company. So not to go too much off topic, but to your point, 
when speaking of the familiar words and notes of our favorite show intros, uh-huh. there was no mistaking what was coming on. That the chances of you being taught and entertained was imminent, and the unique touch and forethought put into each and every example of this back then, you know, it worked and it flowed along with the, the familiarity of the the era. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yet it was unique and individual enough to stand out as something awesome in its own right. That's right. You know, so for instance... Even though these two very talented composers, Tom Lehrer and Joe Raposo, um, they composed two very distinctive but fun theme songs for Sesame Street and The Electric Company. Mm-hmm. Both great nostalgic examples of tailor-made creativity. Both songs are unique enough that we instantly recognize and value each example as a work of art in its own right. This concept wasn't only in children's programming, but it was very evident in cartoons, shows, movies, and all throughout media. Mm-hmm. So when you heard a certain catchy intro or caught a good show or sitcom, as soon as it came on and you heard the song, nine times out of ten, you knew you were in for a wild ride. Like Three's Company. <laughs> like Sesame Street. <laughs> Like the electric company. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, we get it. But what you say holds a strong truth to that. I agree. Those elements presented were much like a unique fingerprint, audio and visually speaking. Uh Uh-huh. So back on point, again, when we heard... Hey, you guys. <laughs> Thanks, Grover. You've got to go. <laughs> it was undeniable that the electric company. <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> Not Grover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's classic. Oh. <laughs> the electric company bridged many gaps between the generations and its magnetism was clearly evident. Mm-hmm. Not only in it being educational, but greatly entertaining as well. You know, it even threw some subtle adult humor in here and there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, they felt sorry for the poor parents sitting in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wanted to keep them watching, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the electric company provided the best possible learning environment <laughs> by combining education with humor and repetition. And above all, it was served to us in small enough doses to aid in memory retention. Yeah. It also taught me a lot about getting along with people and troubleshooting skills. And it just really encouraged kids to use your brain and think, you know, use those thinking skills first. Uh Uh-huh. Which proves invaluable to help give us an edge when applying those lessons in real life. Oh, no doubt. Um, Life skills and lessons sorely needed. Mm -hmm. But generally lacking in the way current society navigates in present day. Yeah. Another reason why a lot of these types of educational shows proved invaluable was because a lot of parents were working more and more than previous. 
Mm-hmm. So a lot of kids in our generation were what were known as latchkey kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they, they, by no fault of their own, you know, had to be on their own a lot after school hours. Uh, maybe helping out with other siblings that they may have had. Um, some of them were somewhat focused to do all, be all, you know, to help out their families. Mm-hmm. Education may have suffered or taken a back seat. So yes. in these types of situations, you can see how shows like The Electric Company proved beneficial in helping so many out. Mm-hmm. See how valuable shows like this were? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and one more interesting entry I'd like to share about the electric company before we wrap this up. Okay. Another regular part of the show was the short circus. <laughs> it's fun on the short circuit. Okay. Um, a five member singing band whose songs also facilitated reading comprehension. Uh, June Angela was the only short circus member to remain with the show during this entire six-year run. Oh. Others lasted anywhere from one year to four years. And Irene Cara appeared during the first season uh, from 71 to 72 and would go on to become a pop music star. Oh, we know that name, Irene Cara. Yeah. And and Cara was replaced in the second season, uh, 72 to 73, by Denise Nickerson who previously appeared on the ABC daytime series Dark Shadows and was best known for her appearance as Violet Beauregard in 1971 film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, that's pretty interesting. (laughs) Absolutely. And we absolutely love Willy Wonka, so I don't know. Maybe we can entertain covering that film in a future episode. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I would not object to that. Me either. Well done, Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> so what can we say about the electric company? It was really a good show that took seriously the opportunity to pave the way in providing an animated place for basic reading and grammatical skills that kids truly needed. Mm-hmm. This show was totally fun, and there were a lot of people who made it that way. As previously mentioned, it had a celebrity cast comprised of Bill Cosby, Morgan Freeman, Rita Moreno, Skip Hennett, and many others. With the variety of sketches and liberal use of comedy, this gem of a show highlighted that interested children about education. Mm-hmm. I know, I know I had a rough start coming up with <laughs> and, and recalling some examples off the top of my head about the electric company, you know, but... Taking the time to revisit the show was such a fun ride. Mm-hmm. You know, what I do remember is that this show taught me how to read probably better than any teacher could have done alone. And also the instilling in me a love of reading that has never gone away. Mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman has had a stellar acting career, but to me, he will always be easy reader first and foremost. <laughs> so how's that for redemption? <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice, very nice. I'm trying to sound all serious about it too. (laughs) I heard the violins in the background. I know, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, and I'll always remember, and like we said before, that they would always mention at the beginning, before the show got started, 
that what you were about to watch was brought to you by the Children's Television Workshop. Mm -hmm. The Children's Television Workshop production of The Electric Company was quite simply a class act specifically designed for children aged 7 to 10, which was us at that time. (laughs) The Electric Company truly was one of the best children's shows during the 70s era on into the 80s. So that's it for this week's episode. But next time, we'll be talking about Grammy Award-winning recording artist Billy Ocean. So stay tuned. You won't want to miss this. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. We so appreciate your support. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss a beat and be ready to revisit more memorable fun archives and better times. Same time, same place in the Retro Orchard. You just experienced the Caramel Apples podcast where the topic is rarely about apples. Bye. Oh, wait from all the people who think